Hello, welcome to Poetry with Purva. First of all, so sorry, last week there was no episode. Uh, I misplaced my microphone. Uh, I found it, but after that, I think I procrastinated for a while. And I'm going to read a poem about procrastination a little later. But right now, I just wanted to, uh, I want to share how this podcast has actually become a means for me to uh, learn about new forms, different forms of poetry, about different poets and discover different kinds of poems, read them out. And it is also giving me a chance to reflect a lot about uh, poetry and styles and uh, my own uh, love for poetry. So uh, sometime back, uh, I don't know if you remember, but uh, I had done an episode where I had read a poem called Sea Fever by John Maysfield. And uh, after reading the poem, I had uh, sort of written two stanzas to extend it, that which was my take on it and my version. And I had called it a parody. But while I was reflecting, I just started wondering that was that really a parody? Uh, because my intention was not to make fun of the poem. It was actually uh, inspired from the poem and I was taking it forward and I was giving uh, my own twist to it. So while I was thinking uh, more about parody last week, I realized that it's a very um, nuanced, very very difficult one to understand and I'm still thinking about uh, parody and its purpose and what I've realized is that I think it, it is important to dist- make a difference between a parody and a spoof. So a spoof would be like a caricature, like uh, something that is just making fun of another work of art or another style. Uh, we see lots of spoofs, uh, especially in movies. Uh, but I, uh, a parody is not uh, meant to be a spoof really. Uh, though yes it is comical it is it there is uh, exaggeration and there is an effect of comedy but i think i'm still uh, i just wanted to share that i'm still thinking about the purpose of parody and while doing this i re- i discovered the uh, another form called an ode an ode which actually is a poem to uh, glorify uh, an object or a feeling or a person and uh, I was just uh, sort of contrasting a parody uh, with an ode. So uh, let's start with listening to a parody which had come in from Aditi. She's parodied uh, the poem Where the Mind is Without Fear written by Tagore. Let's listen to the parody and then let's think a little lot, uh, think more about uh, parody and why uh, we might parody. Hi, my name is Aditi. I am going to recite a parody on When the Mind is Without Fear by Rabindranath Tagore and mine poem is When the Mind is Sleepy. When the Mind is Sleepy by Aditi When the mind is sleepy and the head is spinning Where knowledge is hazy Where words come from crazy thoughts Where the mind is led into dreams where the stream of reasons is lost, 
happy dreams of course thank you thank you aditi for sending that in also thank you to chirag who sent us a lot of uh, he sent me a lot of messages on alliterations and he found lots of tongue twisters and he had lots of fun saying them out betty butter and she sells she shells uh, yes alliterations can be really fun but and tongue twisters are not the only place we find them uh, so i i hope all of you are going to try and find some more alliterations you can chirag you can try to write your own alliteration now and just think about what what is the fun like what makes it uh, fun what is it about the alliteration that is makes it interesting and fun and coming back to aditi's parody uh, i want aditi and uh, the rest of you who are listening to think about why we might write a parody so uh, instead of writing her own poem say on when we are sleepy what happens and how do we feel and then uh, uh, whatever she wishes to say about being sleepy instead of writing her own poem in her own style uh, uh, why would she choose to parody uh, rabindranath tagore's Uh, when the mind is without fear what is the purpose so i'm going to leave you with that thought i'll come back to it later and i'm going to move on to uh, what i wanted to talk to you about in this episode which is an ode like i told you so an ode is actually an ancient greek type of poem it is also a lyrical poem lyrical poems are those which are uh, typically uh, supposed to be performed with a musical instrument called the lyre so they have a musical quality to them but an ode uh, what makes it uh, different from uh, just a normal uh, lyrical poem is that it uh, it's uh, written in praise of okay to glorify something or someone or an event it could be nature it could be a thing it could be something happened but it glorifies that and typically you know ode is supposed to be very very structured okay uh, so um, there are different kinds of odes but they are supposed to be very structured like i told you that the poems sometimes have rhyme schemes so um, usually um odes have a very defined rhyme scheme and one um, they usually written like that and um of course it is progressed so that was the ancient greek ode then there is also the english ode uh, uh which is also um um has these particular structures and rhyme schemes patterns but it can also be irregular uh so anyway so i'm going to read to you today two odes the first one is an english ode which is written uh, it's called ode to the west wind it's written by a poet called percy shelley and after that i'm going to read to you an ode written by a, a sixth grader actually all right so uh, the first poem for today ode to the west wind this is written by percy shelley and i'm not going to read the entire ode just the first and the last stanza Uh, for you to get a feel of how a traditional english ode is okay let's go ode to the west wind oh wild west wind thou breath of autumn's being thou from whose unseen presence the leaves dead are driven like ghosts from an enchanter fleeing yellow and black and pale and hectic red pestilence stricken multitudes o thou who charitest to their dark wintry bed 
The winged seeds where they lie cold and low, each like corpse within its grave. Until thine azure sister of the spring shall blow, her clarion o'er the dreaming earth and fill, driving sweet buds like flocks to feed in air, with living hues and odors plain and hill. Wild spirit, which art moving everywhere, destroyer and preserver, hear, O oh hear, make me thy lyre, even as the forest is. What if my leaves are falling like its own? The tumult of thy mighty harmonies will take from both a deep, autumnal tone. Sweet though in sadness, be thou spirit fierce, my spirit, be thou me impetuous one. Drive my dead thoughts over the universe like withered leaves to quicken a new birth and by the incantation of this verse scatter as from an unextinguished hearth Ashes and sparks, my words among mankind, be through my lips to awakened earth. The trumpet of a prophecy, O oh wind, if winter comes, can spring be far behind? How? So it was quite heavy, no? And <laughs> yeah, that's how traditionally odes are and... Uh, but it's very powerful also. So what he's talking about is uh, the west wind. And uh, uh, you wouldn't really think of uh, saying an ode to the west wind. It is the wind of autumn, basically. So autumn, uh, it, uh, it takes it's the end of summer and it's the start of winter. So autumn is usually associated with a gloomy uh, feeling, which he also says he's calling the west wind a destroyer. But then he also talks about the power of the wind, the fierceness, and how it actually also brings life and new life. And then in the end, in the last stanza, he goes on to talk about the west wind and what it does and um, how it brings new life. And uh, it also... Uh, it's also connected to spring and, you know, if it's coming, then also spring is going to come again. And uh, in the end, he talks about what the West Wind for his own mind and his dead thoughts might mean. So this is an ode to the West Wind, uh, a very old poem. And uh, what I'm going to read to you next is an ode to procrast procrastinators. And uh, this is written by a Mm, student called Orly in the sixth grade and I found it uh, online in a, a website called Writers in Schools and now she's written an ode to procrastinators and you're going to listen to it and then then let's let's talk about it and uh, let's talk about both the odes. Okay, so Ode to Procrastinators by Orly. Out of the dust into the world just to wait for another day to come out and shine. Why do we lollygag and wait for the world to approach us, waiting for the future to fall out of the sky and hit us on the head, wishing there was another way to live? We are the gum in the gumball machine, 
stuck waiting for the maintenance guy to show up. We are the fish in the lake, avoiding the hook and waiting for the net to come. An easier way to get caught, even if we go down anyway. We are the hairband that keeps snapping simply because it isn't ready. So, this is an ode, but what I want you to think about is, um, or oh, shall we think about the two odes in our next uh, segment called Poetic Ponder? Welcome to the segment of the episode called Poetic Ponder, where we uh, think about interesting things related to the poem that we have read. And uh, today we're going to think about, so the second poem that I read uh, Ode to Procrastinators, I want you to think about, is it really an ode? Is she uh, trying to, is she trying to glorify procrastinators and praise them in the way Percy Shelley in the first poem is praising the West Wind and he's talking about its power and inspiration and uh, written this uh, long uh, ode to uh, it's, it's almost like you know it's written to the wind as if he's talking to the wind and it's praising the wind it's it's full glory and uh, the second one the ode to procrastinators what is she doing exactly is the poet um, is she praising procrastinators or is she using that form, the form of the ode? Why is it called an ode to procrastinators? So is she using that form to uh, say something? Okay. So uh, in my opinion, this was a kind of parody. It's an ode, but it's a parody of an ode. Uh, it's not really... Uh, an ode, and I just wanted uh, to leave you with that. And um, what I wanted you to think about and do for this uh, this week is uh, write odes. So an ode, like I told you, can be to anything or anyone. It could also be commonplace, very simple things like pa Pablo Neruda. He's a, a poet who, very famous poet, and he writes odes to like odes and ode to socks. So you could you could write odes to even common things. You could write odes to things related to nature, uh, to people, to friends, um, and send them to me. I'll be looking forward to you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I am so sorry for procrastinating on the last one. Uh, but on the good side, it gave me a really nice. <laughs> gave me a chance to discover a really nice poem on procrastinators. Uh, so I'm looking forward to your messages with your odes. Also, uh, I wanted to say if you have any questions or if there is some poem that has really inspired you or you love or it has amused you, uh, you can send that to me as a suggestion and I will try to see if we can include it in the episode. All right. Uh, bye. Bye.